Welcome to the Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things podcast. These conversations are with people who are working on something interesting or have accomplished great things. We talk about their mission, their passion, and their purpose. And the whole idea behind this podcast is to deconstruct the habits that led them to do what they do and learn from their experience so we can give you a direct insight and actionable steps to pursue your own passion and follow your own interests. This week, meet Jana, Sarah, and Andrea, three brilliant female photographers who are a part of the 14 times 2 meter women photographer collective. In this interview, we discuss what they do and their story. We are putting the spotlight also on their challenges as women photographers and what has to change in the industry to make things a bit different. The 14 times 2 meter collective started in June 2019. 14 female photographers showed their work in a 2 meter space each. I met them in their second exhibition, and I'm sure this is just the beginning of a long-lasting successful journey. Without further ado, I'll leave you to it. Here we are. Welcome, everyone. Uh, This is the largest recording I have ever done, I think. Maximum I have had were two more people. Now we are four people in the in the in the talk. So welcome Andrea, Jana and Sarah. Uh, I hope I didn't butcher too much the pronunciation of each one of you. Jana, Jana. or Jana? Jana, it's Jana, Jana. actually. Okay. Where, where are you calling from? I'm in Munich. Where oh, are you south goes? of Munich. South of Munich. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. central Munich also. Okay, so we are all in Germany. Mm. Yes, we are all in Germany, and I'm calling from Munich Lime. <laughs> okay, nice. I'm uh, uh, in my cozy little place, hiding from all the cold. It was I was enjoying all the stretched summer until today. Well, mm. I get to learn to enjoy also um, the rain, I guess. I mean, I have an experience with the rain and the cold since I lived in Sweden for six years, and um, the the. The worst was actually the dark days, but mm-hmm. not the cold. The cold, I mean, you have clothes and, and that's it. But no, it's interesting. Actually, I was having a conversation with a client just before calling with you. And she was saying that she actually enjoys all weather, the sun and the gray and everything. And we were wondering where it came from, actually, that bad weather and good weather. And right now in my German lessons, we are actually learning to say schön weather and uh, nicht so schön. And they put in pictures with gray, dark cloud with rain. This is bad. Mm-hmm. And sunny, blue sky. This is good. What if, if they were actually teaching in, in the beginning from young age that both of them are good? Would we feel depressed during winter? We will feel bad about, about the weather in winter. Is it like something that is installed in us or rather it is what it is and it's bad and good? What do you think? Well, there's there's this saying like there is no bad weather, there's just wrong clothing, and I think that yes. that yes. said it quite well. Like <laughs> I personally, uh, from a photographer's point, I really really love moody, rainy, and cold weather. So um, I also love the sun. But um, like I've been in Florida, been living in Florida for a few months, and what I really missed was the change of the season. That was uh, what was hardest for me. That the weather was basically always the same. Like there's two kinds of weather, and I really did not appreciate that. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I find the four seasons really helped me to, to go through the year, especially the snow. I'm Canadian and I, I had some snow in Munich uh, since nine years, but the, the last uh, few winters, uh, I find there's less snow, mm, which doesn't help, but the sun helps as well, mm, sun mm -hmm. and snow. It does help. Well, I like the snow, actually. I like it. And like mm -hmm. it, a lot of uh, winter sports and active outdoors and everything. I'm looking forward, actually. I hope this winter will be snowy here in um, in Munich. I heard the last one wasn't so good, but now it's going to Last winter better. was actually the very first so. winter to like, I'm in south of Munich. And we have always had snow, like from I grew up, always every year at some point there was snow here. And last year was the first year mm. without any snow at all. And that was, to me personally, really shocking. Mm -hmm. and, and and we tend to be indoors, right? When this when it's not so good weather outside, right? Or how is it for I'm, you? I'm outdoors. I'm an outdoors photographer, so <laughs> I'm I'm outdoors no matter the weather. Unstoppable, right? What about you, Sarah? Yes, I'm a person who likes the sun, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> um, I prefer for my portraits uh, when I shoot uh, when I have a portrait shooting I prefer cloudy weather or sunny weather um, and I also cannot um, ski in the winter I've never learned that I think I'm the only original born Munich woman who are not able to ski <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Yes, that's why I prefer um, spring, summer, and autumn. Mm -hmm. But um, if I would, uh, but um, if it's Christmas time, I love snow. So um, yeah, nice. but the snow is very rare at the moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know how you feel, Saha. Unfortunately, <laughs> because as a Canadian, everyone thinks you're a perfect skier, but actually. I would say the Bavarians and all the Alpine people are the are mostly the skiers. I'm I'm not a skier. Also, the most people are shocked. Yeah, the most people are shocked. Also, that the Canadian girl cannot ski like a Munich person. But I didn't come from the mountains, so also not a ski. Even though I love snow. And for me, yeah. people get uh, get shocked when they think when they tell them I know how to ski and snowboard from Morocco. Actually, <laughs> because they think okay, Morocco is only dunes yeah. and camels, but we actually it's have true. snow. <laughs> awesome. We have snow. Yesterday, I was telling the teacher, showing the teacher pictures about the snow in cities, not only in mountains. Mm. That was uh, she was wow. Okay, but anyway, so for the introductions, Sarah and I, we met in um, Eisbachfit, I think. Yes. Like in person, but uh, we met virtually before on, um, uh, I think on Instagram when I reached out about this um, uh, conversation. And Jana, you were the person who introduced me to the exhibition. Andrea, I heard a lot about you and I saw uh, some of the pictures, but I didn't meet you in person until today. I mean, virtually until today. How about uh, you introduce yourselves quickly to the listeners so they know more about you and also get to know more about you so uh, individually okay i'll get started i think uh, yeah. i'm jana yes. from munich i was born in munich grew up in the mountains and uh, yeah outdoors uh, so that's why i ended up being an outdoors sports and travel photographer 
Um, you find me under ContraPixel on social media, my website. Um, there's also a reason to that because uh, in the, especially in the outer sector of photography, that's uh, mainly male dominant, uh, dominated yeah, part of, of photographers and uh, women are rather rare, rare species. Um, so people <laughs> normally expect me to be, to be a guy from what they see from the pictures I take. So I figured having a name that does not immediately uh, tell everyone I'm a girl, I'm a woman, um, that kind of helps my business. So yeah, I work uh, at very good, get to work at very nice places all over the world in the mountains, shooting mostly like product pictures and content for, for outdoor brands. Um, yeah, and I met the other girls in a Munich Woman Photographer Collective. And we did an exhibition together and yeah, we, we team up to help each other out. So that's where Zara and I met Zara and Andrea. Uh -huh. Okay, and, and then so quickly before moving to the introduction of the other ones, like uh, you said like uh, action sports photographer, Outdoor. right, Diana? Out, outdoor, outdoor, like hiking, outdoor. mountaineering, camping, all that kind mm. of stuff. Are you personally interested in that before being a photographer or did photographer, photography brought you closer to this environment and these activities? Oh, I, I grew up doing that as sports and as a kid and being out there. And yep. I ended up working at Globetrotter at an outdoor store and during studies to finance my studies and that is kind of the connection in the end i managed to connect um, my yeah my private activities outdoor activities and my profession so happy very happy tough way getting there but happy very to be nice. there very nice and sarah yes um i'm sarah and uh, my artist name is sari picture <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, it comes from my nickname, Sari. And uh, I'm a portrait photographer. Um, and I take photos of actors and actresses, and as well as um, freelancer who needs photos for their website and Instagram. And the artists, the actors and actresses needs the photos uh, for their agencies, for casting ag agencies um, every one or two years. Mm -hmm. And um, now I'm a part of the photography network or uh, our collective. And yes, I'm, I think I'm a very fresh photographer in uh, um, this branch. And I started photography with humans in 2018. And last year I um, registered uh, my Gewerbe. Business. <laughs> yeah, my business, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not a full-time uh, um, photographer. photographer, I'm a part-time photographer, 
and um, I'm very happy with the situation at the moment. Very nice. Thank you. What about you, Andrea? Uh, yeah, I'm Andrea or Andrea. It depends who's who's calling me what, and I've kind of gotten French used to both. Version, which Andrea. is <laughs> the French version, yeah, Andrea. Uh, or, yeah, the German version, Andrea, or the Canadian version, Andrea. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm Canadian. Um, I've been living in Munich for nine years now. Uh, moved here because of uh, was the right timing and, and I wanted to try something new and be in Europe. So I have been photographing for over 10 years. I studied photography in Canada, where I come from. Um, so I have been photographing that long, but I would say uh, professionally now, uh, I guess before that was part-time photography and now since 2016, 2017, going more full-time and also focusing really on my business and on my work, uh, which has been, I would say also mostly portraiture um, for families or private clients, uh, like you said also, Sarah. Um, so you're also for, for, uh, focusing on, on portraits, right, Andrea? Yeah, focusing on portraits. Um, it, it really depends uh, kind of where, where my flow is going. I find that I get a different clients coming at different times. And, and recently, I've really been focusing on, on food photography as well. Um, I, I have my own garden and I have my own... Uh, kind of cooking style and a little bit of a zero waste lifestyle. So I, I have been working this year on developing a cookbook uh, that I uh, crowdfunded. And uh, it's kind of my focus for this year. Uh, and it's really been a great help to have uh, the other women now. I think we're almost 40, 40 women in Munich uh, supporting each other through mostly WhatsApp and Facebook, but uh, also through some different meetings because um, you never really feel like you know what the next step is uh, when you're often working alone. I think most of the time, which we all do as, as freelance photographers, so that's really a, a great help. So I've met Sarah and, and Jana personally two, three times. Uh, but all of us, uh, we only see each other once in a while, physically. But it, it's still a great community, I think, even though it's kind of at the beginning, it's 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 developing. It's really a great help for, I, I feel it's a great help for all of us, step by step. I'd like yeah. to dig a little more uh, deeper on the community and the support that you're giving. I'd like to know a little more about it. But if you don't mind... Can we start with actually talking about the exhibition where actually that kind of brought us together here. Uh, so how did I get to the exhibition? I published something on the Munich expat group saying that I was here new in town and looking to meet like-minded people. Where, and then one of uh, my old friends from Bali wrote, responded to that message saying, Hey, Bali homie, let's go for a drink. I'm here too. Like, and it's like, what, what are you doing here? And so uh, I was not, I didn't know he was living here. And he took me to the exhibition. Uh, that was how we met. Uh, that is awful. That's I the, didn't even know that. The, the, 
yeah so that's that guy uh, you saw me with uh, Yana with his girlfriend yeah. it was um, an old friend from Bali like we used to do barbecues together we meet like once a week we had also our little community and everything over there but I had no idea that he moved here so we spent three years together and two last years he was away and then he brought me to the exhibition yeah. and it was quite quite a nice nice uh, nice one uh, it sticked with me for a while especially also our conversations you know we had a little bit of conversations just before we left and um, would you mind actually speaking a little bit about the exhibition for the people who doesn't know about it? I mean, I'm probably going to put a link link into the website and everything, but it would be good to hear from you um, about it, the purpose of it, and its continuity on time. What's the extension of that exhibition? What's going to happen afterwards? If you can break it yeah, down that I'd, way. I'd love to do that. So, um, like we already said, we are a community of about 40... I think we're about 40 women right now, all photographers in Munich, uh, doing all, all different segments of photography. You can do like food and architecture and portrait and outdoor and basically whatever uh, kind of photography comes to your mind. And at some point we, we realized that uh, if you look at um, who does uh, whose work is, is exhibited, in exhibitions whose work is displayed in magazines and covers and all that it's like mostly men's photos still women's photos don't make it to the cover they don't make it to the exhibition so the uh, well, why why is it like that um well that's 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 a hard question <laughs> and there's going to be quite long answer to that but because um <laughs> I think it's basically, if you break it down, it's like women are paid less. So the work is valued less and something that is valued less is not to be shown and it's not to be exhibited. Hmm. And I think um, in some sections of photography, there are no, not that um, uh, lots of women in this. Um, I think um, it's, still like a technical job maybe and that's why uh, some uh, um, maybe in, in um, like yeah, we are taught uh, to be scared sorry. of technical things <laughs> like that's we're raised not to get into as harsh as that sounds we are raised not to get into a, a technical um, gear, gear freak uh, yes yeah job or yeah that is still, and that is still an issue, I think, in, in raising uh, kids. But let's let's get back to that later. So um, the idea was that yeah. our pictures are not getting displayed. They don't get enough attention, enough meaning like attention at all. And we want to change that. And if you, mm. yeah, there is this thing, um, be the change you want to see in the world. So. I find that kind of uh, fits quite well. If you want something done, just do it. So that's we, why we came up with the idea of doing an exhibition showing women's work only. Um, and yeah, so we started off last year, like 2019 was the first exhibition. Actually, it's called 14x2 meters. So 40, 14 photographers. Mm -hmm showing the works on two square meters. Um, and this year we did it again, like in August. 
was a bit harsh this year with Corona, but we managed to pull it through and I think it went went quite well. The feedback was overwhelming. So yeah, we're very happy. Oh, really? Okay. Very nice. And so how did you, where did you advertise it? Like to get people coming over? Uh, what channels did you use? Like social media, Facebook, or so prints, audio, I don't know. Everything, basically. <laughs> every every attention mm. we could get. Like we had a, a TV crew there doing a recording. We had posters, we had flyers, mm. we used social media, newspapers. Paper. Mm. Yeah. What, what was the main global message? Like what when you when you exhibited, not exhibited, when you advertised for it, when you said that was an exhibition period or a special exhibition, or what was that special thing about it? What was the main message there when you when you exposed it? Well, um how how to say, how to sum it up. Um but I still think that this women only message, like professional women mm -hmm. only message, that kind of is was yeah, the main what, one. What pulled through. Okay, nice. So, um, photography as a uh, form of expression or a, a voice, that's, I guess, it, I could I could see it like from my perspective, subjective perspective. There's a little bit of a voice mm -hmm. uh, there, even if actually it's not auditory; it's visual. Um, how actually? Um, how did that message came across? How, that feedback that you were uh, referring to, like good positive feedback. Could you tell me a little more about that feedback and how people perceived it and the response, the questions maybe they said or uh, the messages they they told you? Um, oh, that's <laughs> that's very hard to sum up. Um, but I've been the no, no, no. To sum up, you can you can go with proper, proper examples. One on one. No, no, well, I'm, I mean, yeah. probably the thing that uh, we were told most often was the variety of uh, projects we showed. That um, we showed all kinds of photos, all locations, all different things but all from a very, very professional point of view. Um, I think the, what, what people came back most with was a huge variety. We had professional variety. What do you think? And we should uh, tell um, that every female photographer of our collective this year uh, or last year, we don't have one topic for our uh, exhibition. Every um, photographer has its own topic so mm. um, everyone uh, show showed uh, the portfolio or a story their or, favorite one yeah so yes yes which i think is really rare Just for the listeners <laughs> it's really rare i think because if you if you want to take place in a in an exhibition, it's either someone is telling you what mm -hmm. you need to put in, or they're choosing from your work what they mm -hmm. need to put in, what you need to put in, or you're joining such a large group exhibition that it's so hard to even uh, break everything down. And I find that with the 14, it's, it's in one room, everyone's in four walls, and you still somehow are connected to each other, even though everyone is giving their own view of of their subject 
it, it's really interesting because I I've been to some other exhibitions and I still find this this one room uh, the strongest. Um, what was your topic, uh, Andrea? What was I, the... actually I was not in the exhibition, um, so I I don't I don't have anything to to contribute. I was just viewing the exhibition, but I wasn't participating this year or last year. Uh, just out of um, mm. improper timing. And I didn't really know that this was too much about the exhibition, but I'm happy to give whatever I can as a as an outsider, as a viewer as well, as a participant in the group. Yeah, this is more about the community and the the voice, the, the mm -hmm. message that you want to pass on there. So that's yeah. the the right forum, I guess, for that. Just speaking about the exhibition as the introduction, but we can mm -hmm. we can now move on to the community if you don't mind and speak about that. Um, but everything from challenges, uh, solutions, and support that you're given, and uh, so when did it start all of it? How, how long ago? Well, I the think community one of uh, the that you have right now. Meetings was in in autumn 2018, some point. Um, but I I think of the three of us and the the one that is in the group the longest. And I joined in in winter of 2018, so shortly after, mm. um, yeah, everything in Munich got started. So yeah, at some point, maybe. Uh, you say you joined. I mean, um, there were already a few. It girls. was already yeah, there. A few girls that had united uh. and teamed up in Munich, and I knew Verena. Uh, because we studied together at FI in München and she sent me an invitation to join them and I was like okay sounds great sounds like the right thing to do to connect and team up and yeah so from that point on we've been growing rapidly um yeah see so. uh, and and you Sarah and Andrea when did you join um I did join um, in the beginning of this year um, uh, the girl one girl who was um, in the beginning of um, this group I met her in Augsburg at a, a meetup and Mirja her name is Mirja uh, she asked me to join if um, I want to go to our Stammtisch. And uh, then they were organizing in the beginning of the year the exhibition and they asked who want to join. And, um, and yeah, I thought it would be a nice idea for me. And yeah. Uh, the exhibition was uh, actually planned in April, but we have to cancel it uh, because of the uh, situation. Because mm. of the corona situation. That's it. Mm. Yes. What are the main challenges that uh, you are facing to grow actually this to a different scale, to a different level? Is If that's the goal, if the goal is to grow it. The community. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're actually at that point right now where we say we have to to kind of change like we've been um, organized in whatsapp on facebook 
and during that the planning of the exhibition it turned out to be horrible <laughs> like we i kind of guessed it that it's going to be horrible to to do everything on whatsapp and facebook and it came very very true so now we're at the point where we say um we maybe have to to change uh, the setting for this group and take this to the let's say next level um and mm -hmm. we're currently still trying to work out how to do that and gathering ideas seeing trying to find out what what people want what people need what people expect of the group and then to mm. yeah and how how are you planning to i mean besides the logistics side of it or like the technical side of it like to pass on the messages and to have uh, uh, other platforms rather uh, except uh, besides whatsapp or groups facebook what is the challenge when it comes to um, making that that voice louder so to speak like how you could make uh, like bring it to an equal level uh, for you know because you were mentioning in the beginning that it wasn't so equal uh, that had the, the the level or like not the level but actually the um uh, photography side from female women from then man it's not so equal there so what's the challenge really is it like a matter of mindset as a matter of uh, um, uh, presence or technicality oh i think it's mostly mindset and education um like education meaning like how we were brought up um girls are still brought up a different way than boys are in terms of um how they they deal with different things so i mean we can't always complain and say uh, the world is not the way we want it to be we if we want change we have to to take care of it ourselves so um i think the main idea is to educate each other and discuss for example discuss price levels and pricing of our mm. yeah of what we do of our work and to yeah and to get get each other to dare to go out there and uh, get things done and change change things um mm. and the communication and so what between, are you doing yeah go ahead Sarah. yeah the, the communication between us all to know who's at which level and which level should we all be at because when everyone is studying at a different location or starting from a different uh, area, or of course, some of us have two years experience, some have 10 years experience, but that doesn't mean we're at the same level or not at the same level. It's really what's a professional level, what's a fair price, what's a fair quality, uh, what is quality, and uh, how do we want to give that further to the clients? And, and when you're a freelancer, like I said before, yes, you can speak about it, you can research it on your own, but having someone else to ask these questions to and, and be um, yeah reflected them uh, giving an answer back uh, what do you think what do we think how do we want to move forward that's really a fine the helpful part of it because you never you know it's it's not like you walk into a, a business or, or a boardroom or an office every day where you're discussing with yeah. your colleagues constantly and what's going on we're as far as I know, we are literally all freelance, and we work from home most of the time, or we work from you know shared office spaces. It doesn't matter, but there's nobody telling us no how team. to further. Which is, I think, 
almost every every artistic occupation or freelance occupation you really have to learn as you go and I think learning as you're going with some with some community around you is the way we're going to move forward and, mm-hmm. and those people that really are needing the help wanting the help but also wanting to give help is, are the ones that are now developing and, and helping make this more than just a whatsapp chat also mm-hmm. i feel yeah. like um, what we do our business is not just photography well it's mostly business mm-hmm. like um how do i write an offer mm-hmm. what what kind of uh, insurance do i need for what 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 do i do this how do i do this how do i do that and i feel like mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. is changing really quick like from when i started like i finished studies back in 2013 yeah there was facebook and i think there kind of was instagram for it had nothing to do with business like that was personal and Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden social media became business so things are changing Mm -hmm. really quick and you can't be a pro at an instant from the beginning in everything but if you team up with others Mm -hmm. there's always someone that knows better about a topic and you can ask them Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i feel i'm a Mm -hmm. professional so exchanging exchanging services and supporting each other from yeah from every angle because there's a thousand angles thousand angles to everything and um, not everyone is great at everything but if we help each other we can push each other all to another level Mm. Uh, yes that's true and when it comes to the mindset uh, that you mentioned uh, in the beginning what is it like do you have process or like strategy or like how do you support let's say let's say somebody new walking into the community and want to join and she doesn't believe it's possible or she's just curious about what's possible what's not how do you um actually uh, approach her to help her improve the way she thinks about it that it's possible that she can earn as much as a man and they can ex- exhibit as uh, in as in many places as them or is it by the way is a competitive thing because we can also let's pin that one about the competition and answer it afterwards but you see where i'm going yeah i see i see where you're going and i think that that's a lot of uh, i think that's a lot of at the beginning what you think of of being community or at least that's what i thought at first uh you know if if you're a part of a group of people actually those are the people taking away the jobs from you until you see it from the complete other side where these people can help me, these people can give me jobs, I can give them jobs, I can help them. And as soon as you get over that, uh, I'm going to say, it's a bit kind of, uh, how can I say this in English? This, can somebody this, translates, please? Uh, yeah, the English person giving in the German um, things. Uh, oh, I don't even know like the, the English ca- word for Caddy, beastie, caddy, 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 no, I would say caddy, like, bitchy. yeah, bitchy and caddy and, and clicky, <laughs> uh, which I think oh, okay. people, people associate with, with, with a lot of women working together, which I, I personally haven't experienced except for maybe school, school days. Yeah, I think that's sex from school, <laughs> with girls being bitches. Yeah, but yeah, you can, do, you, you find that there's the people that don't get over that and there's the people that do get over that and actually genuinely want to help you further and and as soon as um uh mary another american girl who brought me into this group 
invited me. I was like, hold on, something like that exists. And it's not just about uh, wedding photographers, because mm. which is usually the case in the photography yeah. industry, which is great if you're a wedding photographer, you can also be a part of this. I take photos of weddings sometimes too, but uh, women that are photographers are not only wedding photographers and that we all can support each other in different aspects of photography on a non-bitchy, catty uh, level of competition, but rather in a, in a fair, professional way, finding professional and, and, mm-hmm. and developing ourselves as well to maybe a level of, of what people associate of men in the photography, in photography industry for the past, let's say, 30, 40 years, because there was some women in the olden days, but they were very far few between and now that is I think coming more and more and more um as our generation I think we're all about the same age is is more in the professional um, working age group yeah that makes sense mm. something to add to this and together we are stronger oh, sorry. Uh, tar- sorry yeah. together stronger <laughs> yeah <laughs> There is an Indian proverb, or I think African proverb, that says, like, by yourself, you go faster, but together you go further. Oh, that's Something nice. like that. Yeah. That's very good. That is very yeah. true when you think of the exhibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody walks in and she wants to join. What is the top three things that you, th- you will tell her that you can help her with or support her with? One, I guess, okay, mind, mindset, like um, yeah, uh, believing in your capacity and capability and everything. Two is knowing how to, so the technical knowledge, uh, mm. the, the, you know, like what you were mentioned about selling online on digital uh, stuff. And uh, what would be three? Wow, that's a tough question mm. um, because that I feel that... Pricing maybe? Yeah, not necessarily because that can be developed uh, as 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 you decide to say, okay, yeah. my my photos are are worth a price, and I think that's something we all still struggle with. Uh, am I worth the price that I'm giving? Uh, is that's my the worth the price that I'm giving? It's just the mindset, like you say. Uh, there's the technical part, but oh, that's a really tough question because that I feel that very much depends on where that person comes from. And that there's a huge variety there from where, where people come from. Um, mm. Maybe maybe the social media world that's kind of taking over photography in the last years. Are you really a person that just wants to, I'm not saying it's bad to post on Instagram or, or Facebook, but is, is photography important to you because it's important to you and your, your being and your your life and how you view the world through your eye, through your camera, or is it, uh, I need to show people this to be, um, to be shown as a worth, or I need to, I need to show my, my style to the world, you know? That is a tough topic topic itself, Uh I feel. Yeah, definitely. Getting confirmation from others for the yeah. pictures. Yes. So, am I am I doing pictures? Am I doing photography to get confirmation from others, or am I doing photography yeah. because it's my passion and, and my and work? An urge. That I, I feel like it's kind of an of, urge of for all. me um, to, to show yes. uh, yeah. what, from my from my perspective things from my perspective and yeah. to show how I see and how I experience uh, things and places and people. 
So, um, mm-hmm. but well, there were very beautiful messages um, from the photos that we saw uh, in the exhibition, fourteen times two, the one uh, I attended to, and it's especially because of the way how you explained it to mm-hmm. us, Jana. How do you how you present it to us? It would have been a total different experience if we just walked in by ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been way shorter, also. Like it would, <laughs> time consuming humans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we would just walk around, look at them, come closer, come further, read a little bit on the description, next and then next and then next, and then we'll go for that drink afterwards. With interest, not like a, to remove interest from it, but when you are there and you present them to us, uh, um, it was it was deep. I found it deep. I found it deep and um, um, catchy in the sense of um, it caught our attention, especially because of the mm. stories you told us about each one mm. of those exhibitions, the why, the purpose, the the philosophy, maybe even there, the stories behind the characters mm. in the picture, the one that had lost her leg or the, the, the one that was in a club. Uh, I can't remember the name of the artist who, who did that. Or also about your pictures in all these mm. colors. You know, I didn't even realized that it was like photographies from the sky when mm. I saw yours with all the cars. I thought actually you were taking pictures of actual paintings, <laughs> but they were like yeah. nature and uh, without special effects. So I guess this is this is where the why comes from. And at least for me, that's how I perceive it. The why for mm-hmm. why we do what we do, mm-hmm. why you guys doing what you're doing. It's also to express something from your own perspective, your own eyes. And I, it could be one of the main, besides the equality and being able to sell on the same level and everything, could be also uh, a message there. Like you come in and you will be able also to express things and we can help you express it even better in a different way. So it can be louder, more visible, more present and even more confident. Yeah, also I, f- I feel like personally um, what you said about me um giving you, walking you through the exhibition. Um, That is something I personally value very much is to ask others how they see my work. And that is also Mm -hmm. something I feel is is a huge gain we have from the community and especially from the exhibition where you show your pictures to others doing that professionally and getting feedback on it and maybe... Feedback is a huge topic. Absolutely. And... um, also like if you take a picture you kind of tell a story and what i did when i walked you through the mm-hmm. exhibition was like i told about a story about telling a story so the story has already been told but i by looking at the picture there was another story popping up in my mind and that's the story i also gave you so in fact you kind of got two stories the story from the photographer and the story how mm-hmm. i see yeah. the photographer and his work her work sorry and so that was like like a double story um which yeah it's kind of like like taking i, th- a I think also again. you were chosen I, I guess also you were chosen because you of, of this uh, skill i guess which is uh being able to tell stories <laughs> I, 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 I was not, not you, you were lucky I was there. Like we all were responsible to be oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> like we, someone has to be there every day. We can't just open without anybody be there, being there. 
And ah, so you were not no, there all I wasn't the time. There all just the time, that just that day. So yeah. I guess I was lucky then. <laughs> yeah, but I love telling stories, not just visually, but also verbally. Mm. They, um, well, see, this leads us to the next question, actually, which is, as a photographer, okay, I mean, as a, like myself, like a coach or consultant, mm -hmm. I don't wear only the only hat of actually conducting the work of consultant. I also have other hats, like, for example, doing the sales guy. You guys, mm -hmm. you girls also have to sell your, your, your business, uh, your, your pictures. So it's like for business purposes, we also have to develop other skills there. And presentation skills and communication skills are very important for all type of, I don't know, business absolutely. or non-business, like communication absolutely. and relationship also is very important. This is where I want to ask you, and maybe Sarah can jump in with that question first, uh, about what are the skills that you think someone um, need to develop to stand out as a photographer besides the artistic side of photography and knowledge of the camera. So I'm not talking necessarily about technical side, but also the other things that we need to know to be good at. <clears throat> and it could be something that you already know now, Sarah, that you, that you have yeah. had or learned or something that you actually developed while being in the community, when you joined the community, up to you to choose how to answer Okay, um, I think um, it's uh, also a personality thing mm -hmm. because um, you are selling uh, a product um, which is your personality too. Mm -hmm. And um, especially when you work with uh, people, I mean with humans, and um, you have to have um, like interpersonal um, skills, I guess. There is yes, yes, that's um, that's what I meant. <laughs> and if you are, maybe it's not about to be uh, in extrovert, uh, extrovertive person or introverted person i don't know if it's the correct that's, that's the correct one so it's not about being introverted <laughs> or extroverted but those skills yes, you can bo both both character to, can have them you have you have to have a, a feeling for people mm. i don't know if it's the same if you're uh outdoor photographer uh, jana but um but also if you want to be or to to communicate with clients it's Absolutely. so important mm -hmm. and and uh, that's the the most important skill and i think it's not a it's not um also in the photography it's uh it's um everywhere <laughs> everywhere <Yes. laughs> it's called emotional yes. intelligence interpersonal yeah. skills are very important and yeah. to succeed in life uh, whatever that means. and it also is a solution for problems mm -hmm. um if you if uh, one client i don't know is not um okay with the results you can talk about and you find a um a solution and um yeah so i think that's the most important skill yeah, communication is really, yes. really really important yes communication and 
also maybe um, I had an um, apprenticeship as a patent attorney's assistant, actually. <laughs> it helped a lot, like the, the, the office stuff, the, the feeling for business and uh, accounting like that. <laughs> and reading like um, text dealing with um, uh, offices like uh, this year we had uh, um, different circumstances with corona uh, we had to um, register our exhibition at the uh, um, KVR mm -hmm. and um, yeah I think something like that is uh, very good to uh, um, to have a business. For sure. Mm -hmm. sure. Andrea, any other <laughs> skills you would like to add yeah, to this? I would really say the, the communication thing is huge with, with yourself, uh, with other clients, with other colleagues, with uh, your family and your friends. As a freelancer is a, a whole other mm -hmm. uh, history and how, how you work as a person then the business side like Sarah mentioned um, really the there's parts for for taxes but there's also parts for email there's parts for finding clients uh, removing clients uh, adding clients changing clients whatever you need to do with clients um, then there's the website part of it and, and the communication of, of course you need to be good with with visuals and, and the photography but the other part of it is how do I display my work if it's in an exhibition is it on a website is it on social media is it here or is it there in this digital way we work these days uh, and then I would say organization and, and time management is a huge 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 mm. thing as a freelancer in absolutely struggling with that every if day you don't if you don't manage your time and you don't write everything down I think for example, for me, this is the first year since I was a child, I think, that I bought a physical paper planner and realized this is the way I work. Uh, could could you say a little bit louder, Andrea? It's hard to hear. A, a physical paper planner. Physical like paper. Planner, calendar. And ah. that really is the way that I found for me works the best because I can see what's on which day and how do I develop that and what are my work hours and what am I I'd also love to because to add prioritizing uh, to that yeah to that point yeah yeah that's true that's very true what needs to be done what can be done later uh, and what is really just me fussing it over too long and what's done and not done and, and these kind of checklist uh, workflow workflow that's yeah. a big thing workflow <laughs> Yeah. And I want to add that um, if you sometimes there are some times uh, where you struggle with finance and everything, mm -hmm. and um, I learned in this short time already, um, you have to trust yourself, mm -hmm. and that the money flows, and you lost you lose money and the money comes mm -hmm. so i think it's also a lesson uh, what i learned during this time and my money mindset changed mm. 
a lot. I would say also added to that that you know as I as I worked as a part time freelancer and still had a full time job as something else, you always just kind of had that as a yes, I'm a photographer, but actually I have my main source. And as soon as I said no, I want my main source to be my photography. You change the way you think mm -hmm. about money, like you said, Sarah, and you really yes. choose to be this way. And after you make that choice, money is a whole different question. And and you, not money, uh, your 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 hmm, what do you say? Not your payment, but your, your value. Um, and your value. You really you you put yourself in a new category, and you say, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. And yes, there will be times when money is really low and money is really high. But as soon as you decide to be in that other category, you, you choose to work as hard as you need to work to be there. Sometimes you're low, sometimes you're high. Uh, but you, you're happy, hopefully, that you made the choice. And, and for me, that was a big thing this year was choosing that and, and being, being there no matter the, the circumstance. Mm -hmm. One of the interesting books I read about uh, the mindset of money for the listeners or for you also if you need it, it's called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And I will put the link mm, on the show notes. Uh, mm. Mastering the Inner Game of Wealth, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. It's a practical, easy read. And it's about the mindset you have about money. Yeah, I think if, if you get to the point where you actually you have to make a living from that, you start thinking the other yeah. way around. Like in the beginning, you think like, yeah. what would people be willing to spend on, on what, yes. on my work? Yes. Well, that is not the right question. The right question is what kind of money do I need to earn to be able to make a living? And that is what kind of defines yeah. your value because, um, excellently Pokiana. Yeah. The other way around starting yeah. from the backside, yeah. not starting yeah. from what the client yeah. will pay yeah. is what, what is the worth of my product and that is what the client yes. needs to pay if he cannot pay it's not it going to be my client then yeah. i find the next client so that that yeah. gets me to the next next point um i want to add on the skill set and that might sound a bit harsh but i find a very very necessary skill is to be able to judge people um do you like when's uh, judging in which way? Judging in all, all, all kinds of ways. Like, how do I have to approach the client? What do I have to say to them? What kind of person is he? How do I get his, gain his interest? And also judging mm -hmm. on the point, mm -hmm. is he going to be a good client? How much time am I going to spend on that client? How much time am I going to spend on communicating with that client? How much energy mm -hmm. is it going to consume? Because that's also something that has to go into what the client has to pay. Like when I, I'm on the phone with the client mm -hmm. for the first time and I realize that communicating with the client is kind of difficult because we're not on the same level in many points. I then get to and know that I'm going to spend much time and energy on just talking to the client, not actually taking pictures, just on the communication. Mm -hmm. And that has to be integrated in... Uh, what the client has to pay. The client doesn't only have to pay for the pictures, he also has to pay for the communication. And I need to be able mm -hmm. to judge the client quick and the person quick in all different kinds of terms. Mm. And then judge that, at the beginning what, 
what the client is. Is the client looking to you for photography to, because he's choosing you or because he needs a product and is willing, really willing yeah. to pay for a proper product? What is, not what is his budget, but what, uh, what does he need and what can you yeah. develop for him? Because if or her is the business, the, the individual, whatever it is, whatever the case, uh, because if it's not a, the proper thing, then maybe it's it doesn't work out, and that's okay. Saying yes to certain clients and saying yeah. no to certain clients, I think, is a really big yeah. thing uh, that you need to learn. And I've learned way too late. Oh, not too late. I, I We're would, still uh, young, Andrea. Not see it as a super harsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would not see it as a super harsh thing, actually. To and I would call it also assessing. Yeah. Assessing. And yes. So the part assessment. of the yeah. part of um, sales skills yeah absolutely like, so mm -hmm. you assess if the client is, uh, is um, the right fit because we need to work with people that are a little bit yeah. right fit of us we kind of adapt mm -hmm. sometimes and walk in their mm -hmm. shoes to understand mm -hmm. where they come from and mm -hmm. um, and then at some point like with when the differences are too big then we just check out and we're not right. necessarily making business right. with them but that's right. actually a really good skill to develop and mm -hmm wanted to say also that in the past in different life <laughs> i used to work as an art director in advertising so i worked very close with photographers i hired photographers yeah, and also um, helped develop school photography mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. stockholm in uh, scandinavia mm -hmm. so the the, the, yeah. the the mission or the, the the project that i used to work on was to take fashion photography mm -hmm and bring it into school photography. So make school photography as fashionable as school, as, a, as a, the, the, the mm -hmm. real big mm -hmm. fashion. Had to go and talk to photographers and so on. And the ones that I connected with uh, and that I learned from are the ones that were communicative, mm -hmm. that were um, having strong emotional intelligence, strong social skills, interpersonal yeah. skills. Mm -hmm. Somebody just clicks yeah. and press the button. It's not the yeah. same thing as somebody who knows how to communicate with you, bound with you, share with you and teach also so mm -hmm. also teach in the us. recruitment part when um so that was me learning from them to to change how school photography mm -hmm. was done but also where i wear a different hat where actually i was the art director and i need photographer for the campaigns mm -hmm. well you know some will just send you the cv and the pictures they have and period but some are willing for to to to, to go for the mm -hmm. extra mile talk mm -hmm. with you Tell you what is it that actually you need and asking mm -hmm. questions and then when they ask questions you get to know the client and also get to know if you want to work with the person not just here's my portfolio here's my pictures book me or not and i find mm -hmm. actually a lot of uh, men do it this way rather than trying to connect with you and i find women doing more the efforts of actually connecting getting to know you what is it that you want they put energy into that more than yeah, men that's our, that's our strong but, strong side and, and this is a good thing this is like something to leverage on and um uh, like to to you know raise the bar like you said like get into the equality part or or something mm -hmm. uh, in that sense and so i had another question Mm -hmm. uh the question is how you deal with uh, needy clients and let me just point quickly to some personal experience so as an art director in the past 
I uh, got tired from needy clients, mm. you know, like I wanted pink. No, my wife saw it and she wanted blue and my daughter didn't like it. And she scratched, uh, she, she drew something on it. So I didn't like it. And then because of the commercial aspect of the work we used to do as an art director, you kind of lost passion and patience for the artistic side of things. So how do you deal with the, uh, with those needy uh, clients. I don't know if needy is too harsh here, but like over demanding maybe. Like, no, you mean, I don't like uh, it this way. Always wanting more? Or... Yes. Yeah, wanting more. Not, not satisfied with uh, what you think. I mean, I believe they reach out to you because you are the specialist. You are the photographer, mm-hmm. right? But they do have an idea about what they want. Also, they have a picture in their mind an image in their mind and their imagination of how they want that product yep. to be shot or that those pictures to be delivered. But there's always a little bit of gap between expectations and delivery. And then therefore they start demanding more, requesting more, keeping pushing more. Can you try more? Can you try more? So how do you deal with it personally? Right. Like, are you just patient? Are you just like, no, sorry, this is what I can do. Uh, or uh, how do you approach this needy, over demanding I think you need to do the education about what you can and what you can't do beforehand. Mm-hmm. Personally, yes. I mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. rarely get to the point where in the end the client complains. I hardly ever have that. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is I, I, I ask people what they need front up. Um, and if they, they say they want something which I'm pretty sure is not going to work out, I have to educate them. And that is also something Mm -hmm. I find very, very important, educating my client on telling them what I do, why I do it that way, why I don't do it the other way. And I feel like if I explain Mm -hmm. before I do things, I don't get in the situation where they're unhappy afterwards. Definitely. If someone approaches you asking for... I need film for this and this and this. I need these clips and I don't do film. Then I send them to clients like us in the group, uh, other, uh, sorry, other colleagues in the group uh, that maybe will do the film or they will do this or this or uh, will do drone photography or will do this uh, because I'm not oh, but Andrea, I feel like, sorry to interrupt. I feel like you need to be daring at that mm-hmm. point. Like the very first video oh, for I, sure. did, I did for a client that asked me to do and I'd never done it before. And I was like, yes, I'm going to do it yeah. because I, I'm interested in that and I wanted to get into that. Right, so you, right. So you either yeah. have to jump in yourself yeah. and, and find yeah. find the, yeah. the inspiration yeah. and, and the knowledge, or yeah. if you don't feel confident, then you, you yes. give it to someone else that may be confident in that area. And then you don't come to that. Yes, I agree totally. I agree totally. This year I had my first fashion job. It was a small production, so I felt comfortable, but um, sometimes mm. I love it to go out the comfort zone. And uh, But um, if someone asked me to take some pictures uh, like Jana, <laughs> hanging uh, in a high mountain I would definitely not do this but um, yeah I'm thinking about that and if I feel comfortable but still um, not not feeling comfortable but 
yes, I'm doing that, uh, but there's actually a small risk. Um, yeah, I but, think to come back to uh, your question, Dries, is so, like, uh, so you either have to choose yeah. at the beginning if you're capable of doing yeah. what the client is asking. If you're not, yes. then you give it further. And if yes. you are, you deliver the product. Mm -hmm. And if they're still asking yeah. for more, you say, okay, but then uh, you have to pay for this and this and this because that was not in the original deal. Um, yes. And, yes. and, and be strong about your, Correct. your decisions Correct. Uh, and back your decisions personally with your experience yep. uh, because if you don't, people will take advantage of you even if you don't yep. know they are, which yes, I don't know if do that's because in women, I don't know if that's because we're artists. I, I have no idea where that comes from. I think education, people don't really know what do I pay a photographer maybe. I don't know what to pay a mechanic. I don't know what to pay a caterer. You know, everyone doesn't know who who's worth what until you compare it in the industry and you have to educate the people in advance about what your prices are. And that's also one of the skills that, that is very necessary. Um, if you if you write an offer, um, you can't just put a price up front and say, okay, I'm worth thousand euros a day. Mm -hmm. um, but you mm -hmm. also have to make very, very clear what the client gets for that money. So I don't just and, put, and what they're yeah, looking what, for. They, you, they need to communicate what they're looking for, and you need to do a very, very detailed offer, including the number of pictures they get. Because what I what I do right. did experience quite often is when like um, I write and wrote an offer about a certain amount of pictures. Let's say the client said he needs twenty pictures, and so I wrote an offer including 20 pictures pictures and then uh, in the end the client says like yeah well can i have all the pictures like you took them all you don't need them what are you going what are you going to do with them they're just lying around so you can just give me all the pictures like i paid you for the work um and that's kind of where the education part comes in and i i like to use the comparison of a restaurant like when you go to the restaurant and you order kind of food that let's say you order Wiener Schnitzel and then you don't yep. ever in the end ask to get the ingredients for all the other meals the restaurant could have cooked like you order the Wiener Schnitzel mm -hmm. the, the restaurant owner is not going to give you the ingredients for the soup and for the veggies and whatsoever just because he, he, he bought them and you might have ordered something else. He's going to keep those ingredients. So how do people, how, do, just, how do, does the client end up asking for all the images if he didn't order them? And another great uh, analogy like that, Jana, is, you know, you yeah. eat the Wiener Schnitzel, you eat this one dish, um, and you say, maybe it takes you 10 minutes to eat the dish, and you're happy with it, and you love it, and you thank the cook. But that cook has six people working under him. He has also bought all the ingredients. He's developed the recipe. They pay for the rent of the restaurant. They pay for the everything behind it. And I would say as a photographer, maybe you have 10% photography, 90% office back work that not everyone sees because we sit at home in uh, our, our sweatpants and we work yeah. on all the other stuff. And that's the part that people don't see, which you have to explain. Uh, I have maybe an hour with the client, but I have six hours uh, yeah. at home Absolutely. doing the rest of the work. You don't see the behind the scenes. Yeah. So that's, that's the yeah. part of the education. 
yes. Mm. Communicate that. Communicate everything up front, and you won't have problems in the end for mm. to, to write things down. Actually, because people tend to forget. Forget yeah. they just hear something. You always keep some kind of proof of yeah everything. <laughs> what was what what what, what was I, agreed? I upon? guess. I guess from from what I'm hearing here, like there's a lot of um, things to communicate through the community and give support with, like all mm-hmm. these things that mm-hmm. you've been answering right now are um, definitely valuable and you can put together as a template or as a models or classes or courses or just like communicated somehow to the people that join the community. So all together operate with the same um in the same ways somehow like no yeah, like communication is important uh interpersonal skills um uh assessing clients um putting the right value mm. having the right mindset and like as a package all together in one place they can be and form uh some sort of i don't know what you call it. like it could be turned even to sort of classes or seminars or workshops for the people that join the community i don't know just thinking out loud i don't know maybe you're already doing that maybe it's an idea for yeah we are (laughs) thinking about things like that um but there's so much there is so much work to put that all together and to think of everything but i would say i think that is something that has to grow as the community grows so write it down on the go, write, answer the question when it pops up, but we can't answer all the questions up front. That is like a never-ending yeah. story. <laughs> but also yeah. as individuals that you're continually educating yourself and growing mm. as, a, as an artist and as a business person, uh, you know, we all studied maybe photography or maybe we all didn't study photography, it doesn't matter. But you develop yeah. your skills yeah. continually, which yeah. I didn't even realize was important um, until it's almost too late. And you realize, oh, I actually don't know anything about Lightroom. Oh, I actually don't know anything about German tax uh, <laughs> financing, blah, blah, blah. And you have to figure <laughs> it out. And then you realize, okay, that's something that I actually have to do if I want to continue in this business. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, keep keep yourself updated. If it's workshops, if it's finding a community, if it's online forums, if it's whatever it is, uh, find what works for you and, and just make it a priority to develop. And you will f- maybe find more success. Also, I yeah. don't feel like um, like my my greatest skill is to to answer all that questions. Um, I think the mm-hmm. idea of the group is to give a platform where you find someone that might answer mm-hmm. the question. Like I don't see, I, I see myself mm-hmm. as a professional, but I don't see myself as someone that can answer all the questions. And this is what I would have mm-hmm. to be if I were doing like, um, like educate maybe, a, like you said in a few times, education. Yeah, like educating each other. Yeah. Also me asking a question. Mm-hmm. Or me trying to explain something to someone else. So let's say someone asked the question and I feel like I have the right answer and I give the answer and then someone else, else gives an answer where I'm like, oh, that's a completely different answer from what, uh, different, completely different approach than I would have taken. Um, at, at that mm-hmm. moment, I answer the question and I hear a different answer to the same question. I'm also educating myself. 
Exactly. Yeah. Really, really, really. Learning. Yeah, we are on the each other each through other the community and and in every level. Mm -hmm. So I'm not. I have. I have no that experience as Andrea or Jana, but sometimes yeah. I can help yeah, them exactly. too. So and uh, we are refreshing each other, and uh, I think that's the 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 biggest advantage also, of the group mm -hmm. because um, yeah also like i feel that sometimes at some point yeah. i'm stuck doing something the way i've always done it like i don't question mm -hmm. things anymore because i've been doing them a certain way for quite a while now and then suddenly someone pops up saying why are you doing that that's so fucking complicated you could do it way easier this way and i'm like I'm doing it that way. I've been doing it's been working for years, and they're like, Yeah, but look at that. Yeah, yeah sometimes we're too yeah. zoomed in, yeah, we don't mm -hmm. see what we're doing wrong. Yeah. We have some yeah. zoomed out mm -hmm. version to see the blind yeah. spots. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so where is the community going right now? So, you said there is a lot of uh change, there's a change coming, not yet sure how that change is, but is are there any events coming up soon so that we can announce already now or? If there's nothing from that, maybe you can just tell us what where to find you so people can connect, you can join, find learn us more. On, who can actually on, join? You can right now find us on the website of the exhibition, 14 times 2 meters. Mm -hmm. um, I think you can link mm -hmm. that. It would be great if you could link that website in the podcast. For sure. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, there is a change coming, but we're still developing and still trying to figure out how to do it and what the, is the right way to do it, what actually, uh, what people actually want and need. So we're still thinking and considering on how to, to do the next step and on how to get to the next level and what we have to yeah, also from, from, uh, oh, Andrea, what heißt rechtlich? Rechtliche Situation, legal, um, yeah, in, in terms of what legal, legal, legal options, options of what, what we legal can do as, yeah. as a group. So, yeah. um, because right now we're just a loose group of people using WhatsApp and Facebook. And um, I want, I personally want to take this to the next and professional and legal level to, to yeah, actually approach the, not only the next exhibition, but, um, how uh, we present ourselves. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll mm -hmm. see where we end up. We're yep. still in the process, but there, we can definitely say That's there's nice. something coming, and we'll let you know mm -hmm. once we're ready to to put mm -hmm. it out there. I'll definitely follow this. And there will be for sure an, ex an exhibition next year. So we're one hundred percent planning. I would on say that. exhibitions are are the big yep. event per year, and. The, the communication in the group uh, helping each other out is, is the backbone yeah. of everything and, it, and where that's going to go if it's a legal and uh, uh, I don't know what you mm. call it group or um, yeah, organization or whatever we're going to call ourselves is it's all the, the paperwork behind it is, is the part that's not sure what's happening if that's correct very well very well okay well, I don't know. I like I, I I never run out of questions, but we can run out a little bit of time, <laughs> I guess. So uh, I'd like to wrap it up a little bit, and I don't know if you have something specific to add here. Um, 
either like something that can get the audience engaged. So I guess you said the website, uh, the Instagram also, I will share it. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, and then I think, uh, think uh, yeah, we can uh, wrap it up for now and maybe do another one when the next exhibition is coming up or there's some changes that we can announce. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'd love that. We'll keep you in the loop mm -hmm. on the developments. I think it's great to do things like this, like it keeps us uh, on our toes and it keeps us not, uh, let's say, visual always, but audio, going through different community, uh, learning about different mm. people at different places. Driz, I mean, I, I read your title on your LinkedIn page, I don't know anything else about you, but I know you do a podcast and I think that's cool as a, as a feeling to keep, keep the developed uh, and connected with different people and it's really really helping inspire and, and keep us creative in, in different aspects of our, of our thank yeah. you andrea yeah uh, uh, i don't know as a business person <laughs> yeah and thank you sarah also for introducing me to everyone No, <laughs> no worries. Sir. You guys did so well. Uh, it's really much, and sorry, sorry for my English sometimes. <laughs> but uh, so, daring, daring to um, do new things. I wasn't sure about my English. Yes, but I want to go out of my comfort zone, and um, and uh, that's my natural. <laughs> I'm a very curious uh, person, and um, I try. Absolutely, um, I like I to try new things. My pleasure. A book, because and I like referring to books. I also, really here. appreciate gift, that you the gift of imperfection by Brené Brown. Your mm, English doesn't have great. to be perfect. <laughs> Nothing has to be perfect. It's a gift, actually. The gift of imperfection. That is a, a nice, nice finish. Brené knows best. Thank you so much okay. for having us. It was, well, thank you very much. It was a real pleasure sharing also your, your questions. Sometimes, like I, I noticed I got stuck because I hadn't ever asked myself a question. So, um, I'm yes, good at that. <laughs> yes, that is also something I very much appreciate that I get to reconsider things. Um, like when I uh, led you through the exhibition, telling stories through someone else's eyes, like telling someone else's story. Yeah. And that's kind of what you did with the questions. Um, mm. So reconsidering some of the answers I figured I already have. <laughs> but now I realize, okay, yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay, well then I wish you a really uh, nice evening, whatever you're gonna be doing. And uh, Same, yeah. Please. I'll talk to you very soon. Hope I see you also all together, maybe sometime. Next exhibition. We can uh, meet also. Uh, yes, exhibition or outside of exhibition. Looking forward to meet new people. I'm new in town. So um, looking forward to meet you also, Sarah, in the fitness Eisbach Fit. Yeah. One of those mornings, yes. cold mornings now. <laughs> it's dark and cold, but we can yes, do it. Yes, but it's, it's uh, every week. Um, uh, booked out and um, yeah, or, or overbooked. I mean, overbooked. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's diff it's difficult to get a to get a spot. <laughs> yes, I Maybe know. Maybe Jersey can just uh, 
you can just uh, connect us all here on the podcast as well, like as we are individuals and through the group would be, would be great so we can follow yeah. each other and people can know who we are, if it's website or Instagram. Sure, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, have a good, have a good evening. Cheers. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a good evening. Cheers. Have a good evening. Bye bye. That's it for today's conversation. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the key insights that we shared on this podcast interview. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you didn't subscribe yet and head to my website, thebodyandmindcoach.com slash blog to find exclusive articles about various personal and professional development topics. And finally, if you are an athlete or a business professional who's looking for help to advance your career and navigate through whatever challenges that you may be facing to win your game, or if you are a corporate organization who would like to offer their team a workplace well-being workshop, or if you are a sports team who's looking at unlocking their full potential, go to my website, thebodyandmindcoach.com, scroll to the bottom and hit the contact button and reach out. Thank you and enjoy your day.